Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's been a too long time With no peace of mind And I'm ready for the times To get better Tell you I've been racking my brain Hoping to find a way out I've had enough of this continual rain Changes are coming, no doubt It's been a too long time With no peace of mind And I'm ready for the times to get better You seem to want from me what I cannot give I feel so lonesome at times I have a dream that I wish I could live It's burning holes in my mind It's been a too long time with no peace of mind, and I'm ready for the times to get better. song for crystal that goes to number one ready for the times to get better 
Number one on the country chart, number three on the adult contemporary, four in Canada. The song goes on to be recorded by a ton of people. Did you know there's a Cantonese version out there? No. (laughs) 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 They've translated it into a song called Mayflower in Cantonese by Agnes Chan on her 1980 album, Ching Kip San Sing Lao Long Hak. I hope I said that right. Um, wow. <laughs> so there's something for you to to look up for yourself, Alan. But you know, another song that you wrote that's legendary and has real legs. Tell me about writing this song and how it came together. My friend Sandy Mason was going to be out of town for a week or so and had asked if I would stop by and water her plants. So I said, sure. I went by one evening to water the plants, and she had a little upright piano. And I sat down for half an hour just messing around with it. I don't play the piano, but I make chords on it. And I was messing around and generally not inspiring myself for about a half an hour. I Finally, I stood up to leave, took about two steps, and that melody just shot through my head. And I turned back around and sat down at the piano and went to a ninth chord, a dissonant, which I was hearing in my head. And it was like... I wrote that first verse and chorus right there, and it was just like a gift. And then the next morning, I wrote the second verse, and uh, I wrote a third verse and decided not to use it. So the song was done. It was also kind of how I was feeling at the time, although I didn't, didn't know it. It's just another one of those gifts where a song pops out, then you have to do the hard work of finishing it, but... The inspiration just hit me. There's something about the line, it's been a too long time. Because that's not like the way you would normally say that sentence. It's been a long time. Right. It turns this thing into a noun, into a moment, into a... It's been a too long time. (laughs) Yeah, I just liked saying it that way. It made it bigger. And it sang well, so... Aren't we all ready for the times to get better in life? That's like a feeling that never ends, right? Yeah, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> we all are, right? I mean, that's a that's a it's like a, a eternal feeling. I think that's what's so great about this song is it just touches on this eternal emotion. It's always amazed me how songs have legs and wings and move around the world. And I've had letters from entertainers not well known. But people who are out there doing it, saying, I sing your song every night, just can't begin to describe what a good feeling that is. In fact, I heard from an old college friend just a few days ago who said for the last several days he had had an earworm that was saying, it's been a too long time, and I'm ready for the times to get better. Too long time with no peace of mind. That was like just days ago. Hmm. I think we all have that feeling, you know, it's not all the time, but every once in a while, every year, every month, you feel like that, you know, and that's what's so wonderful about this song. It captures this feeling. Is it a clarinet, this Kenny G-like instrument in the production you did? It's a, it's a soprano sax. Soprano sax. Oh, wait, okay. And who played that? Do you remember? Or who came up with the idea? Cause it's so gorgeous. There was a horn player named Billy Pewitt. I have the habit of, once I have a bunch of masters I'm working on, and I think, 
well, I'd like to have such and such a musician do this on a certain cut. While they're there, after we've done that, I'll maybe have another two or three songs I might want to present just to see if they have any ideas. And that's what I did. I had Billy there for some other song, and I just ran that song by him, and he had that idea, and I I really liked it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not a traditional country sound, right? It's kind of what makes the song a crossover appeal in some ways in my mind to the adult contemporary world, you know, because it sounds like this Kenny G thing that they love, you know? Am I right about that, that that instrument is not your sort of conventional country instrument? You're right. It's not at all. The thing I've always tried to remember is that genres are marketing devices. They're for the convenience of salesmen. They have nothing to do with how human beings listen to music and what they receive or don't receive. And I have always tried to remember that the same people who were buying Bing Crosby records were also buying the Blue Yodeler, Jimmy Rogers. That's always stuck with me. So I don't think the audience has the kind of prejudices that watchmen for genres have. Yeah, especially in this 1970s era, so much of the genres was controlled by radio stations and what the program director deemed worthy. And, you know, if you were a rock station and you threw strings on a song, you couldn't play it. And if you, you know, were a country station and you threw a soprano saxophone on a song maybe you wouldn't get played but i cut a record with crystal gill it was a delbert mcclinton song called take it easy and we used a saxophone on it and i had been over at columbia records it was going to be the next single and we've been having a meeting with the marketing guys and the head of promotion i thought everything was cool and they, as he's leaving the room he stops in the doorway and says turned around and says, there's just one thing that bothers me about this record. And I said, what? He said, the saxophone. And I said, Joe, do you think the country people hate saxophones? Do you remember Boots Randolph? <laughs> and, and he spun on his heels and left without comment. I fought that kind of, of thing, that kind of thinking all the time, all the time, from record label people who had no sense of adventure or had these tight little rules about what would be acceptable and what wouldn't. And organizations like the Grand Ole Opry fostered that, too. For years, they wouldn't allow drums. Then finally, they would allow a drummer with a snare and a hi-hat, and he had to stand up, and they would have that on the stage. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. It took forever for them to finally allow a drum kit. They were the same way Tom T. Hall had a big hit that had trumpets on it, and he wanted to do it on the opera, and they said, you can't use the horns. And he said, the hell do you say? And they said, no, you can't. And so he didn't do the song on the Grand Ole Opry. Well, I don't know why people behave that way or make rules like this, but they can get awfully stubborn and stuck in their ways. May I hereby condemn them for it? <laughs> Thank you for doing that on my show. I really, <laughs> it makes my day. Uh, I love that. 
So we've been living through this COVID pandemic epidemic, and there's so many of your songs that we could talk about. I could almost do another episode on things like We Should Be Together, Everybody's Reaching Out for Someone, Kingdom, I Call My Home. But we've lost Charlie Pride this past weekend and John Prine earlier in the year to COVID, and obviously Charlie Daniels and some others. Charlie and John recorded some of your material. Charlie recorded Take Me Home and which way do we go? Maybe you want to talk a little bit about working with Charlie and I loved Charlie singing, and uh, I knew him uh, some what not because of his working with Cowboy. But uh, I remember I was still working for the bank in Memphis and had come up for a musical event at Vanderbilt, and uh, while I was here, was visiting with Jack Clement in his office and. He, uh, at some point, said, let me play you something by an artist I'm working with. And he played The Snakes Crawl at Night by Charlie Pride. And then he played a couple of other things. And I just thought that this was one of the greatest voices I'd ever heard. And then he told me the guy was black. I thought, well, that's wonderful. That's remarkable. And then he told me that Charlie had grown up listening to the Grand Ole Opry, that country really was his music. So, you know, he was one of those... He'd like to say, I think he's one of the best voices country music has ever been able to lay claim to. As a new writer in town, I was always hopeful of getting a recording by Charlie or anybody else that could sing that well. So I was honored when he cut two or three of my songs. I never had a single with him, regrettably, but uh, I was proud to have him sing a few things I worked on. And you had Johnny Cash record some of your stuff as well. That must have been kind of a thrill. It was an absolute thrill. I don't need to tell you this. He was one of those towering giants. And I was by him like I was by Chet Atkins. In their presence, I just had such deep admiration for both of them. So Johnny did Take Me Home and My Ship Will Sail, which you wrote? Uh-huh. What was the feeling like when you first heard those songs being sung by one of your heroes? It's just one of the best feelings in the world. It's an honor, and it, for someone of that caliber to choose your song is such an honor. Do you remember where you were when you heard one of your songs for the first time on the radio and what song it was? I remember how it felt hearing uh, Dickie Lee's Dream Boy on the radio. I was whistling the intro. And that was just a magical thing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 